Welcome, 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 and welcome to the HeatCast with myself, Sean Ryan. Joined with me on the show is probably one of the best acts coming from Cork. And, like, you might quote me on this, but he's kind of the main reason there's emo rap in Cork. It's it's the one and only LG43. How are you getting on, my man? I'm good. What's up? What's up? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. There's no bother. Um, since I've known you, and I've known you a, a long time now at this stage, time. you've changed from Tracy to LG4 Trey. Like, what what made you change the name? Was it a branding thing? What was it all about? Um, there was a couple of reasons. I was going by Tracy for the first couple of years, um, but I had to change it for first reason being that there's already an AJ Tracy and a Lil Tracy. Right. And with, with Lil Tracy and myself having kind of a similar genre, that would have gotten a bit weird. Um, and as well as that, because the, it's got the Irish spelling, so everyone kept spelling it and pronouncing it wrong, and it really pissed me off. So I had to try and shorten it. And it was actually um, LG4 Ness that gave me the idea to just go with LG4 Trey. Because um, we were going with the whole LG4 collective, and I was kind of like, what's an easy way to keep Tracy? And it's just like Trey, because everyone kind of knows how to spell Trey. And then just add LG4 in front of it, kind of like the whole YBN Namir and like YW Melly type thing. Yeah, no, like, to be honest, like, it works for you in marketing, because, like, I only have to type in the first three <laughs> three letters of digits <laughs> or whatever you want to call it, and, that, you know, that, I have actually, to... that, that reminds me, that's actually the third reason, I didn't, I didn't even remember that, was um, if you typed in Tracy into Google, all that came up was, like, Irish hotels and stuff, and, yeah. like, hurling players and, like, a load of random shit, but then now if you type in LG4 Trey, there's nothing else that comes up but me, so. Yeah, no, like, that. it's kind of the same with my name, Sean Ryan, like, you know, it's my nearly my goal to kind of get on that Google list, like, and be like, hey, I'm here. Uh, but hopefully someday, fingers crossed. Someday soon. Um, why did you kind of choose ra- emo rap? Like, it is a, a definitive genre for you. Why did you choose that music to express yourself instead of that kind of punk, punk rap kind of background? Um, oh, no, I was kind of, ex- I was experimenting for a while. Like, the first few years I was making music, I was experimenting with, like, kind of, boom bap i think you've heard a couple of my boom bap tracks before that i was making um some kind of fast rap stuff a bit more just singing tracks and then i found that like because of my influences like growing up and listening to music i was inspired a lot by like blink 182 and some 41 and all that kind of shit as well as all the other like old school artists and like 50 cent d12 and all them um but i just felt like with singing and like the way emo rap is it's kind of a lot easier to kind of express how you're feeling and when you're not exactly the happiest uh, at that moment in time, it's, it's kind of just what happens. You just end up finding a nice guitar beat that kind of reminds you of those old nostalgic bands that you used to listen to and then just kind of put your feelings onto paper and see what happens. Yeah, like I, I was just about to mention even like last year for you, um, you know, COVID hit and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, a lot of people were saying like, you know, people weren't going to be able to make as much music. It was like people found it into a rut and stuff like that. But for you, I think you just came out with hotter shit every time. You know, you came out with pop shit straight off the bat. You know, you had taxi, you had backseat, you had uh, never tied down as well, uh, praying to till I die or that I die, um, <laughs> like district as well. And you can't forget, obviously, the EP as well. Nothing lasts forever. Um, you, you've had like an amazing 2020, like. Um, yeah. And, you know, you've collaborated with so many artists and I think like you're just like, I think you're on another level. Um, and obviously kind of relating back to that emo and um, that it's so defined for you. And I know, I know even since when I knew you and stuff like that from way back, um, 
the mention of like um Lil Peep was always mentioned like you oh he's like I would hear comics of like oh he's such a knockoff of Little Peep and stuff like that do you get that anymore or because of copycat on the EP has it just disappeared <laughs> I'm, I'm actually impressed by the research that you mentioned copycat with that because that song was literally made to address that situation um I don't really get it anymore it happened a lot at the start I can't like right now I'm wearing Lil Peep merch so I can't even say that much um because he's still a massive inspiration but i think after it was like the first couple times i tried making emo rap people just presumed they hear emo rap they they like associated with peep but then the more i kind of made it my own and kind of put my own little twist on each song it kind of got to the stage where i had defined my own sound so much that you couldn't really compare the two because it was you could see there was a like considerable gap between us um so it was, just, it was just a case of consistency and trying to make sure that like the people that listen to you can kind of distinguish your own sound. And like, because of 2020 and lockdown and stuff, I taught myself how to mix my own music. So that gave me kind of the, what would you say? Like the cutting edge to like, make sure everything was exactly how I wanted it to sound. So when you hear, when you hear one of my tracks, they all seem to have kind of a similar theme of like the vocal effects I'd use and the kind of mixing style, cause it's all my own now. Yeah, like, and like, I, I would agree with you there that you've kind of changed from sounding very like Little Peep in a sense to kind of making your own sound. Like, I even notice you have a very like strong list, might I say? Like, it's you can hear yeah, it, and I'm like, oh, that's his voice. Like, that's who he is. Like, if anyone says he's fake, like, get out of here because that's his <laughs> voice. And you know, th- that Quark accent comes out of you every so often. Even my old man, and he'll probably be watching this at some stage. He always says, like, when I throw on your music on the Chromecast or whatever I put it on, or even on the speakers, uh, he'll always say, oh, is that you, Sean? And I'm like, no, it's not. It's LG4 <laughs> Tracy or LG Tracy. Um, you know, it happens all the time. Like, and uh, I like, I think, you know, you've really defined your song and, or your genre and stuff like that. Um, you've worked with so many artists. And as I said earlier on, like, you're kind of the main reason emo rap is in Cork. And like, I'll stand by that anywhere at all. Um, you know, you've, you've collaborated with more than you've collaborated with Cormac Butler and stuff like that. And really, w- would you even say that you've been a huge influencer? Or do you say I'm too humble for that? Like, It feels weird saying it, but um, to be fair, like there wasn't much, there, is, there still isn't much of a scene of like the whole emo rap thing in, in Ireland. Cause it's like mainly focused on kind of the old MCs are still around and you've got a lot of drill influence. And there's a lot of like lyrical rap and stuff going on. Whereas the whole like mixing alternative rock with hip hop was much like very much like an American thing. Um, so in Cork, when I started, uh, there was, I don't think there was any, like there wasn't that many rappers in Cork in general. And the only place in Ireland where I actually found another like kind of emo rap scene was up in Belfast. So I ended up linking with like Krim and all of them because they're all up in the, the north. Yeah, like, you know, and I think it's it's amazing that you've kind of nearly made the genre in Cork, like, um, and like, as you were saying, like, the scene is really, like, you know, very old school, or it's very drill. Do you find it hard to kind of promote your music in Ireland? Or do you say, look, I have to go to, you know, promote it in America or wherever? Um, It's a weird one. Um, there's def- It's definitely harder to find, like, heavy support in Ireland for the genre, because it's just not something that's very, like, mainstream or like well promoted here so if i go on to like my spotify stats and everything like 90 percent of my uh listeners are outside of ireland yeah I, w- I wouldn't be surprised like and i mean like i'd be a big fan of yours like i'd listen to you all the time 
Um, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, butter you up or anything like that. <laughs> I'm but I'm, I'm just being it. honest. Uh, you know, I'm just being honest. Um, you know, and you have this new track coming out uh, later today um, with uh, Walk Out the Door. Um, how how did you kind of get that song going? Like what, what kind of made you collaborate with Spaceman Zach? And tell me all about it. Um, Spaceman Zach is actually a massive, was a massive influence on me. Like him, Peep and a few others were like really big influences when I got like heavy into the kind of emo rap scene. So I'd always kind of like, I was always listening to him and looking up to him. And I remember I hit him up in like 2019 because I was trying to find out who mixed and mastered his music because I just loved how like his vocals sounded on the track. So I wanted to see what kind of sound engineer was behind it. Um, And back then he wasn't as big as he is now. Like I think one of his top songs had like 100K or maybe 150K. And that song is now on like over 2 million. So he's been kind of popping off. But I was always like heavily inspired by him. And then when I made the track Walk Out That Door, which is dropping tonight, um, I I kind of had him in mind anyway, because he was like, a lot of my stuff would kind of have hints of him and hints of Peep and hints of like loads of other people. Um, but that track was very heavily inspired by him. And I remember I sent it to him one day just to kind of get his opinion on it and he fucked with it. And then we were kind of talking for a while, um, about getting a feature, but he had to wait cause he was, he was working on an album at the time. And then, um, just after like a couple months of talking and making a few connections here and there, cause my, my manager, um, was over in Texas for a while. I think she's, she's coming back soon, but she was over in Texas so she um, knew a few people and had a few mutual friends with him. And I had linked up on online with a couple of people that were mutual friends with him. So we just kind of started kind of building the kind of community together and then eventually hit him up and sent him the track. And he managed to get it back to me. Uh, I think it was like two months ago. I got the, I got the vocals back from him. Yeah. Like, so, I, like really I, weird having one of your biggest inspirations on a track. Yeah, I can imagine so. Like, I hear it all the time from people. Like, you know, I wanna, I wanna rap with, you know, the top artist that is right now. Like, maybe even Playboy Cardi and stuff like that from other artists. And like, for for me, seeing that it's, you know, a big um, inspiration to you. Like, I can imagine how that must make you feel. Be like, I'm at, I'm at another level. Like that, I'm getting up the ladder, and this is actually working out because I know that you work hard. I think you, you work on a daily. Even you can tell from your music and stuff like that. And. Uh, you know i can definitely see that that it's been a big influence to you and stuff like that for someone who's in that genre of emo emo rap and stuff like that and that they're starting off and they're like okay i want to be like my my biggest inspiration lg portray what what inspiration would you give them to kind of like say look this is what you need to do this are the steps that will be vital to your success um i don't even know i'm still trying to figure it out myself (laughs) (laughs) I'd say one of the main thing is one of the main things is put out the music that you want to put out. Don't put out the music that you think is going to do well. So if you've got if you've got two tracks, one of them you really love, but you're not sure if it'll do well, and the other one you like it, but you feel like it's a lot more marketable and promotable, put out the one you love. Because realistically, like you're doing music for you, you're not doing it for anyone else. Um, everyone like of course we all have supporters and we have people that listen to us, and we kind of want to make them happy as well but at the end of the day if you don't enjoy to the full extent what you're putting out then there's no point putting it out yeah you want to be able to look back on something and be like i'm proud of that i'm happy that i put that out because that's the one i liked yeah no you're dead right like speak from the heart as majority rappers i've talked to before have said like you know don't be thinking about the money and the fame afterwards just 
be you. It, like. sounds, it sounds so cliche. It sounds so cliche, but the, like I've got examples myself. Like there's been tracks that I've made where I was kind of kind of liked them, um, but I felt like they were really like radio friendly and I could like market them like crazy. And I was like, had this massive plan. I was like, okay, I don't, I don't love the track, but I feel like it's something that could spread really easily. And then you put it out and it completely flops. But then there could be a track that I just, I'm obsessed with and I'll just drop randomly and won't even like tell anyone. And then that song could end up being one of my biggest tracks. Yeah, like it just, it's nearly the lottery at that stage. Like, you know, it could be any of them. Yeah. Uh, but you, you've had so many hits, like as I mentioned. Um, what's kind of your plan as an artist going to get done in 21 that, you know, you've already dropped Valentine by my side as well. What do you want to get done this year that you didn't get a chance to do last year? Um, I definitely want to try and get one performance this year, at least. I don't care where it is. Even if it's in some dusty-ass pub, I'm going to get one gig just to get back up on, like, with a microphone. Um, but as far as releases go, I'm dropping that single tonight. Um, and it's, it's the first single off of my upcoming project, which should be coming out in the next four to five weeks, which is kind of, I think it's got six, seven tracks. So then after I've got that done, uh, we've got a music video that we're in the works for Praying That I Die. So that will be coming out. And there's a page that got onto me and said they'd post it. So trying to look forward to that. And then other than that, I'm thinking I'm just focusing on singles after that first project is out for a while until because I don't really look at something as like I'm going to make a project. I just make a load of singles and then I'm like, wait, there's kind of a running theme here. I can get a few of them together and then get like maybe four or five tracks in a, into a little mini project. And then over the space of two, three, four months, kind of replace, swap out, kind of take some out, put some new ones in. And that's what ends up being my projects in the end. So it's like hurt. the one that's coming out in like four or five weeks, that's been in the works for like eight months. Like the first track off it was made just as first lockdown started i think um so it's been it's been in the works for a while it's just been a case of like getting my favorite ones and then i make a track that i think is better than another one so i swap them out and scrap the other one and you mix and match really like you know yeah a lot of a lot of mixing and matching to find what works yeah it's it's a great way to see like how the process of kind of getting a, an ep kind of sorted because you know there's people there and they they think you know, lob in all the songs they've just written, the first 12 songs they've written and say, throw that up. Like, so I think it's going to be great insight to people who are kind of starting off and stuff like that. We're going to head over to Instagram in terms of the questions because I, I did post it up and stuff like that and you shared it and all that. Um, yeah. And I think this question, I don't even need to explain who sent it to me, but I, I'd say you can guess. Um, why is XO Lou your cutest friend? <laughs> Bro, what the fuck? Yo, he's like, man's like six foot four, and he's he's got the colored hair. So what? What more? He's a roast dinner, man. He's a whole roast dinner. Like, what more could you want? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I knew Instagram was a bad idea for questions. Followers just hate me, but like in the most loving way. But they just take the piss out of me. But it's all fun and games. It's the best way to be. Like as long as you're friendly with them and stuff like that, and having a good crack. Like what more do you want? Yeah. Um, another question we got is how long have you been making music? Oh, um, I've been writing rap songs. Damn, since this is gonna sound weird, but since I was 
10, 11, maybe 10. Yeah, I was in primary school, so I would have been about 10 years old. I remember I made my, I wrote my first rap song when I was in primary school. It was the cringiest thing ever, and I would never sing it to anyone ever again. But um, yeah, and then I, I remember I started recording music. I recorded my first track in 2016, and I was just uploading shit to Facebook. And then I started taking it seriously because I kind of realized that I could actually like pursue this as a career in 20 early 2018 late 2017 so around the time when playing came out was when i was kind of like this can be a solid career path yeah no for sure like and playing had you know what is it over a hundred thousand uh streams on spotify like nearly 200k now yeah like it's it's very impressive especially coming from cork like i can just appreciate that um this is another weird question, but Team Nike or Team Adidas or Adidas, whatever way you want to pronounce it. Nike, all the way Nike. That was that was an easy. Mainly, it's, just, it's just straight from for Air Forces. Like the only shoes I wear are Air Forces. So if I didn't have Nike, I don't know what I'd be doing. <laughs> I don't I don't wear any like tracksuits or nothing. Like I wouldn't be wearing any like Nike pants or Nike hoodies or whatever. But just for the shoes, because like Nike SBs, Blazers, Air Forces, I gotta stick with Nike. That's fair enough. Um, you know, you've you've performed, uh, and I've seen you perform before, on Spal Pinak Fanak. I don't know how to pronounce it, but with the Lab TV, we give the Lab TV a bit of a shout out here on the show. Um, you performed in front of them. What's kind of your? How do you kind of get up on stage and kind of perform? Because that was, I, I must say, it was one of my favorite performances from you, and I can't wait to see you know the next one whenever it happens. Finger crossed soon. Yeah, I, me- um, I remember that gig. I I lost my voice after like ten minutes. Of going on stage and i just carried on and i my throat was being torn apart um i'm always hella nervous before i get on stage no matter how big or how small the show is i'm terrified like it could be five ten people or it could be 500 to a thousand people i'm shit scared and i always end up feeling like i'm gonna forget all my lyrics but then once i kind of get up on stage it just disappears for some reason i don't know what it is but something just clicks and it's almost like I forget there's even people watching. It's just me on stage doing my thing. And like, I, I do try and like include the crowd a lot. Like um, I remember I had a gig in Cypress Avenue and I do focus a lot on trying to make sure the crowd is just as hype as I am. So I kind of got to match the energy. So it does help when the crowd is like on your side because you can kind of vibe with each other. But um, I don't have any routine. I always try to make sure that I'm as sober as possible on stage simply for the fact that once I start drinking, I start slurring my words and nobody needs to be listening to that. And any anything else would just be a bad idea because I would just screw up. So I always try to make sure I'm as sober as possible before I go on stage and have the fun afterwards. That's a great way to look at it. Like I know that a lot of people are kind of the opposite way to, to yourself in terms of like, I need a drink because it's going to make me, you know, make me more focused on what I need to do like so it's it's great to see different ways of how people approach it um what do you think in especially in the Irish scene what do you think is missing right now that you know to get it to that next level what's missing uh I was talking to one of my friends about this because we kind of we wanted to kind of look into starting it up but do you know of No Jumper over in um California I I think you mentioned it to me once I've, I've watched a few of their podcasts and stuff yeah the No Jumper podcast, they like do a lot of blo- or vlogs and podcasts and interviews and kind of just day in the life type stuff. 
And I feel like that would be something like that would be very beneficial because they have like a main headquarters where like artists come and just kind of link up and hang out. But and I feel like that's something that's kind of missing from the Irish scene. Maybe it exists and I don't know about it. But as far as I've come across, there's a lot of podcasts. There's a lot of there isn't that many vloggers, um, mainly because we need to try and get a lot more like Irish rap into Irish festivals. I think once that kind of starts rolling over, which is, it, hap- it seems to be happening soon because a lot of Irish artists are getting a lot bigger than the artists from um, the UK or the US that would fly over. So I feel like we can have a lot more like Irish artist based festivals, but something, to, some kind of YouTube channel or something to just tie everything in together, I think would be a good idea. Well, that's what our slogan is, bringing it all together here on the rap zone. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I would agree with you that like there is, the, the scene is always growing and stuff like that. And, you know, as you said, like a lot more Irish acts are kind of getting that um, stage sets and stuff like that um and you know i would agree that like i think even after covid and stuff like that there's going to even be more that it's going to be more irish people on stage than you know people outsourcing from different countries to get people in uh because we have the talent here and people have been making making mad music during covid and stuff like that um you know as i was saying around i know that you've created a load of music during 2020 um was it hard for you to kind of focus in on making music or were you kind of distracted and in a few days it was like okay i need a writer or what, what way was it weirdly weirdly enough uh i was lucky because i got a home studio set like not nothing crazy like a microphone and interface and kind of just a mic stand and some cables i got them just before lockdown was even a thing because i just wanted to kind of mess around with stuff at home anyway and then lockdown came in and it was kind of like perfect timing because i already had everything set up but for the first couple months of lockdown i i think i was just so excited about the fact that i could sit home and just do nothing but make music that's all i did and then i think i kind of burnt myself out a little bit so i had to take like a month or two break from just making music but i had made so much that i didn't even need to worry about taking a break because i could just release while i wasn't recording because i think i'd i've I started lockdown with like 40 tracks on SoundCloud and now we're at 80. So Shit. between 2016 and 2020, I had made 40 tracks and between 2020 and 2021, I had made another 40. That's, that's fairly impressive. Like, like to keep that consistency, like, and you know, you were saying like, you kind of, you were able to compensate it for that time as well. So it's, it's great to see that. Like, uh, we're going to wrap it up quite soon, but is there anything you want to plug besides Coca-Cola as you're drinking out of the, the bottle? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just shout out to like, just shout out to the boys, like shout out to Wheezy sitting next to me right here. Uh, shout out to Ness, who I'm going to be linking up with in a while. Um, shout out to some of like the bigger artists that like some of the big Irish artists that are doing bits, like always shout out to JLOL, Jafaris, um, the Soleil, we got Sailor V. Demai. And then shout out to my manager. She's not a rapper on Instagram because she's been helping out a lot lately and doing doing bits. And shout out to Spaceman Zach for the track dropping tonight. I'd say everyone's gonna be hyped for this. Like everyone's. I could, I could be I could be shouting out people for the next hour. I don't. I need to just stop. So if I left anyone out, I'm sorry. But shout out to anyone that's been supporting me because without anyone supporting me, I wouldn't be able to have fun doing this. And Sean Ryan wouldn't be interviewing me right now about all the stuff that's been going on. <laughs> a humble gent a humble gent on the show uh, we're going to wrap it up here on the Heatcast for everyone watching on YouTube and everyone listening on Spotify make sure to follow us on Instagram 
Also, if you'd like to support the show, make sure to donate to our Patreon. It would be greatly appreciated. So the link is in the description. And I will see you all in the next one. Give a fuck if you leave. Walk out that door, it ain't new to me. Love from my nose pours on my jeans. Hear you scream, telling me to get clean. I don't give a fuck.